Hey there, welcome to the Love and Loss podcast, helping you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson. I am so glad that you decided to join me. Today, I want to teach you how to move forward when you're feeling stuck in a decision. So I had an epiphany the other day. I was hiking in an area that I don't know very well. And I came to the top of a rise, kind of the top of a mountain, and I couldn't see where the path continued. And I became very aware of what I was doing as I kind of watched myself in my mind's eye turning in circles, not sure which way to go. Have you ever been in this kind of scenario? All kinds of fear and uncertainty and doubts come up. It's really actually kind of stressful to be in limbo like that. So in that moment, it finally occurred to me, and when I say finally, it really wasn't very long, but it it occurred to me to just take a few steps forward in any direction. And suddenly the path appeared. Now on the trail, as I said, it, it actually didn't take me very long before I moved. But when it comes to decisions, that we make after a miscarriage or when considering fertility treatments, we can stay stuck spinning for days, weeks, even months. And there's so many decisions to make. Should I have a DNC or should I wait it out? Should I take mesoprostol or should I have a DNC? Should I try IUI or IVF? The list really goes on and on and as you know, I'm, if you're listening to this, you, I'm sure you do know that it can get far more granular than that. And it can be overwhelming and exhausting, and it can leave you stuck without moving forward at all. So you can just kind of stand there, turning in circles at the top of the rise, not sure which way to go for a very long time. I found myself stuck many times. After each of my three miscarriages, there were always options and different each time. And my response to them was different each time and throughout my fertility journey as well. So let me give you an example so that you understand what I'm really talking about. My first loss was what's called a missed miscarriage. And in case you don't know what that is, essentially the embryo is is delivered or released but the sac is not the sac stays attached to your uterus so my doctor prescribed mesoprostol also called cytotech i believe in the states and that was to encourage the sac to release so i took my three days worth of doses and after a very painful three days nothing happened And so I went back to the doctor and it seemed I had two options at that point. First time I was only given one option, um, try it again, try the mesoprostol again, or have a DNC. And quite honestly, I wanted no part of either one of those. The, The mesoprostol was so very painful that I didn't think I could handle it again. And a DNC was something that I was really feeling resistance towards. I was starting to live a really natural life. 
I was trying to, to have a natural fertility journey as much as I could. I was, you know, living a naturally healthy sort of lifestyle. And so, and I also knew that there were risks with DNC. So I really didn't want to want to go there. But I was only given those two options. So I was really stuck in, in the decision because I didn't want to move forward on either one. I was meeting a lot of resistance within myself. And I had a quiet moment one day when my mind was just allowed to wander. And it was then that a question popped into my head. And that question was, what if there are other natural ways to release the sack that I don't know about? I don't know where that question came from, what made me think it, but it opened a crack. So I have a friend who is a naturopath and I reached out to her and asked her if there were other solutions. I took a tiny step forward in a different direction. And to my surprise, she answered yes. She did refer me to another naturopath whose practice was really focused on pregnancy and birth. And it was there that I was given a natural tincture to take each day. And while admittedly it, it took some time and an increase in the dosage, it did eventually work. And that was really empowering for me. I felt much more in control when I was able to make a decision to move forward on, on a path that, that I felt was right for me. And because it worked, that just solidified that, that fact that it was right for me. So do you see that, how I, I took one tiny step forward? I called my friend, I asked her if there were natural solutions, and suddenly there was another option, another path in front of me, and I was able to stop spinning. So I went through many other times like this in my journey where my husband and I were stuck in a decision and we couldn't seem to figure out the way forward. And we just continued to spin until something moved us forward. And it was usually the same few things, although I didn't recognize them until later, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I'm going to share them with you in, in hopes that they will help you avoid the same spinning. So here, here's how you can move forward out of a decision-making spin. Number one, honor your resistance. So in the same way that I resisted the two paths that were presented to me, the two options, a DNC or a mesoprostol after my first miscarriage, that was, those were two paths and, and I felt resistance to those. Sometimes you might not even be fully aware of why you're resisting, but you, you do feel like you're resisting. And I believe that that's your intuition talking to you. It's, call it your intuition, call it your, your higher self, the universe, whatever you choose to believe and whatever that is, it's telling you that that option is not the right answer for you. So, I would encourage you to honor that and recognize that kind of resistance, recognize your intuition talking to you. So honor that resistance. Number two, get quiet. 
So as I said, when, when I was just in a quiet moment, that was when my intuition was able to talk to me. It was able to put a question in my mind. My mind was allowed to wander and just kind of come up with questions. So when you find time to be silent, it, it could be in meditation, while you're in the shower, while you're laying in bed, or even on a walk or a run, your mind's allowed to wander. And what I would recommend is that you notice, instead of trying to, to block the, the thoughts or try to keep your mind empty, allow it to wander and notice the thoughts that keep coming up. So especially the thoughts that seem to be nagging at you. Those are the thoughts that you want to follow. Kind of go, go with those and ask yourself, why does this keep coming up? Why does this thought keep nagging at me? I believe it's in that kind of quiet that, that your intuition is able to speak up and it guides you to call somebody or to check your social media and suddenly there's an answer for you there or to just get curious and research something. And then an answer appears, a path, a, a choice. So that's number two, get, find some time to get quiet. Number three, if the answer doesn't come to you, ask what else is possible. So at times we're given one answer and it's presented as the only answer. I would encourage you to always find it within yourself, find the courage to ask if there is another option and then be open to whatever comes your way. So you might not necessarily expect what comes your way and it might not come from the direction you expect it to. It might come from somebody completely unexpected or from a place that's completely unexpected. So be open, ask what's possible and, and be open to what comes up. That's number three. And number four, this is the last one, take a step forward, even if it's a tiny one. It doesn't even matter what direction you go in. If you envision yourself kind of standing in at the top of the rise, the way that I was, you can always, I mean, it's sort of a process of exploration. You take one tiny step forward, you see that, okay, there isn't a path there. And then you go in another direction and see, okay, there, there's no path there. And then you go in a third direction and then the path appears. So be, be willing to take a tiny step forward in some direction, any direction. You can always go back and take a step back, back and then take another path. So be willing to explore the different options or possibilities that come to you and take one tiny step forward, even if it's tiny or one giant step, if you're so inclined and ask another question or research a little further. So that's number four, take a step forward. So those are my, my four steps, the kind of process that, that you can go through to get out of a decision-making spin. I hope that by calling them out and showing you one of my, my own examples of how you can get stuck in a decision in the first place, I hope that you'll be able to recognize when you're stuck yourself and that you'll have some tools at hand to move forward with what's the best path for you. So just to recap, those four steps are honor your resistance, 
get quiet, find some quiet time, ask what else is possible and be open to what comes up and take one step forward, big or small in any direction, just to see what path reveals itself. So those are the four steps. Don't forget to join my private Facebook group where I go live each Thursday afternoon to delve in a little further into one specific topic. And that's just for members of my Facebook group. So I don't go in that deep anywhere else. Um, I don't do that on my Facebook page, my open page or my Instagram account. Um, so join the Facebook group where we can go a little deeper and and it's a, a really nice, safe place where you can ask questions and, and get answers. So I'll post the link to my private Facebook group in the show notes. And I will leave it at that for today. So thank you so much for listening to the Love and Loss podcast today. Until next time. <laughs>